Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Money FM 89.3, it is the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. As we approach 2022, you know, it's that time of the year you start to reflect and look back of some of the newsmakers of the year. I don't know. Is there a top headline this year that might have stood out for you? Well, a lot of businesses were affected, right, by COVID-19. The pandemic is always top of mind. And among them were entertainment-related businesses. So bars, uh, those Mm. with live Mm. bands, and don't forget the well-loved KTV lounges of Singapore. Such a mainstay in this country. A lot of them have have pivoted, right? They've they've tried to become F&B outlets. Yeah, and then a lot of them were also in the news for all the wrong reasons, right? Because they got caught yeah. uh, breaching some of these yeah. safe management measures. Yeah. I'm not sure if you could call them highlights or lowlights because they <laughs> have been in the news for the wrong reasons. Thank you very much for that, Ryan. Uh, but I would say that one, at least one, was in the news for the right reasons. And it's not the only one, though. If you look around, you will see this story replicated in many parts of Singapore. I want to talk about this particular one, Tio Heng KTV. Mm. Oh, we spoke to them. Yeah, very popular one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've actually been around since nine. 1989, yeah. And uh, they were founded by Jackson Teo. It's a homegrown, family-friendly karaoke studio. But because of COVID-19, it turns out that it was in danger. You know, it was in peril of closing, which is quite a common story and Mm. has been. But you know what? It is still around, even though it's been struggling to stay afloat. Since last year, we've seen all these advisories for karaoke outlets to close as part of those safety management measures. And during their closure, though, Tio Heng actually did adapt mm, mm. and they continued to keep their employees at yeah, work. They still continue to yeah. pay them. Yeah. yeah, full salaries, you know, I think that's very good. Uh, but of course, uh, the pay was then reduced after that because of all the heavy losses that they incurred yeah, as a result of the pandemic. Then they announced they will be closing down half of their 14 outlets in Singapore. But then it got worse. They said they will be leaving the industry for good. The good news is. They've since come out to say it's just temporary, the closure. And they shared on Instagram that they will still be in operation. And this is a great story of pivoting. A few months later, they said they would turn their outlets into work, dine and chill spaces. You can rent a room for a very small amount. You can also have a little bit of a relaxation session. The room can be used for birthday parties. Mm. They will decorate it for free. I think this is great. This is a great way of doing it. And the latest thing is that they're also allowing esports players to use them as a venue for training. Oh. Very creative, right? Actually, yeah, they would have the space, right? The various rooms. Yeah, nice and quiet and oh. you can just... Um, and immerse yourself in yeah. the metaverse. <laughs> there we go. The KTV metaverse. Sing oh, a few songs boy. with your mask on. Why not? No, 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 no. Don't sing. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's a good headline that definitely really hits home. You know, for me, it, for me, it's a lesson on while it's great being good at Photoshop, sometimes it can get you into trouble. And what I'm talking about mm, is this mm. uh, Singapore company called Bellagraph Nova Group. Mm. So basically, these guys were in the news because they were they put in a takeover bid for Newcastle United Football Club, okay. right? And then there were some queries relating to the company and marketing material that was uh, purportedly released by the company. And the marketing material we're talking about are the founders 
taking a photo with uh, former US President Barack Obama. Oh, I can see where they, this is going. They, they used that as, as marketing material and it was mm. later found that the photos were doctored. Mm, why am I not surprised? And why did they go and do this? I mean, everyone was excited. I remember a, a lot of Newcastle fans in Singapore were like, hey, wait a minute, Singapore could own Newcastle United? How cool! <laughs> Uh, and the whole thing fell through, and and now Newcastle United has Saudi Arabian uh, owners, um, and mm. you know a lot is expected of of that club. But uh, gosh, you, you know, know uh, yeah. just because you can Photoshop, is that what you call I, fake it till you make it? I, well, uh, fake it till you're dead in this case. <laughs> fake it till you make it, get found out, and are finished for oh, good. Yeah. Uh, because it's really sad. Some people I remember were saying that for all you know, they could have done the whole uh, takeover they quite well. Yeah. They could have succeeded. But yeah. this one lie has totally derailed any kind of potential success they might have had. I mean, we were just recently talking about deep fakes, right? Yeah. yeah. This kind of thing is going to get even worse. Investors just need to be more wary of them. Very, very true. Right, what about you? Yeah, so mine also has something to do with a bit of pivoting, but let me start with Robinsons, how they finally closed their doors in January this year Mm -hmm. at Raffles City. So for me, it brings back a lot of memories. Mm. This was the place I would bring many of my dates, you know, pretending to (laughs) shop for my new home, my Pretending to. (laughs) Just going through the that, no potential scenarios of what I want my house to look like in future. No, it's just free aircon and... And talk a, about a fate, the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you sub- did you do that with your current wife? Yes. Uh, um, so you succeeded. <laughs> so that worked. So it does um, Slowly and every day she's finding out a little more reality about Ryan. So of course, with the pandemic mm. and the you know, future of retail, they were under mm. pressure for quite some time. So Robinson's finally had to close their physical stores and they actually also pivoted to become an online digital mall sometime in June. So Mm. it's still early days. Um, Hopefully they will be able to build on that. This one didn't quite impact Singapore directly, I suppose indirectly. Mm. Uh, And all this was in the lead up to the US presidential elections, the attack, the riots on Capitol Hill. Mm. Uh, significant for me personally because it was just a year ago that I was there and 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 I walked there and, and I enjoyed the peace there and to imagine how so many rioters came from different parts of the United States and the kind of trouble that it caused people injured what 138 police officers were there uh, injured four officers died mm. uh, I mean it's 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 it just mu- such a sad incident. It must have been quite surreal for you yeah, to yeah. see those streets on TV being being pillaged in this manner yeah. or being defiled in this manner when you had just been there and it had been a completely different picture. Because you can kind of imagine the weather mm. because it was about the same time of the year the year before. Uh, and, and so you have that very visual image in your head. But... Uh, that's what happened and, and, and it's quite unfortunate. But uh, at least technology came Mm. into play, lots of questions came into play, Mm. ethics of using social media, and, you know, the FBI used it to to catch some of these uh, assailants. And, of course, this story isn't over yet. It is still being widely covered, the aftermath, who should be held responsible, what was it all about? I think Americans are still trying to make sense of all of this. Mm. Uh, Let's bring it back to Singapore. Ryan, this is a story that you've been observing very closely in... uh, it's quite dramatic. Yeah, talking about drama and chaos, uh, this is something that really stood out. And we are talking about the 
NOC Saga, Night Owl Cinematics. Now, one mm. of the biggest online media companies in Singapore. And who have thought small businesses can be so dysfunctional? And it's all about how there are no proper structures being set in place. Expectations, you know, were just not there, being managed properly. And it just spiraled out of control. So the two controlling shareholders, Ryan Tan and Silver Chan, who um, were previously married. So there's a ongoing dispute between them. And this just spilled over into how the entire business was run. So we had some complaints from uh, employees about being overworked, not being heard, and mm. so on and so forth. And there's verbal abuse going on. And this really is a reflection of how important it is for SMEs, in particular family-run business- businesses, to have these um, HR policies in place, to have the proper uh, manpower protocols as well, SOPs, for example, because it's quite tempting to just hide or yeah. um, do away with all these uh, protocols because you're just running things informally as yeah. a business. Yeah. Like your own we're, little empire, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're family, right? We understand yeah. you know me, I know you. But clearly, you know me, I know you is not enough. And I believe that a lot of people were very riveted by the social media footage that was released on this case. But seriously, I do feel bad for the people who worked for this company. And I certainly hope that, you know, they escape, leave, as in leave and find better jobs yeah. or at least get some sort of restitution. Or hopefully the place gets better and they can uh, have a better environment to work in. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not so hopeful, some but things, okay. Like what they held at ransom for the promise of fame. And, and that's me just putting it very simplistically. But Ryan, you got any other notable headlines okay. worth mentioning? Another one that stands out for me is this mega scam involving what's called the Envy Group. So it is a $1.1 billion nickel trading scam around what was supposed to be nickel trading. But that actually didn't happen. It was all on paper, fake paper. Mm. So this involved scams, um, scamming of hundreds of investors from businessmen to top legal professionals, lawyers, some wealth managers, footballers. So it really shows anyone these days can be scammed. And it can be quite tough to see through some of these you know, forgeries as well. So mm. this was, I believe, the biggest scam in Singapore. Mm. Wow. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be a bigger one on the horizon. Okay, yeah, Just wait till yeah, next yeah. year. Uh, the key is, I guess, just to be educated on these things, yeah. be extra cautious. I think in such cases, it is good to be risk averse and to certainly yeah, play I guess it safe. One of the lessons is, no, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Because he was promising 15% returns every year. Well, speaking of small businesses with no structure, as Ryan mentioned earlier, uh, the one thing that stood out for me was the fall from grace of Kenny Lake. Uh, he's oh. the founder and owner of that iconic independent bookstore that I think we all know, Books Actually. Oh. Now, remember him? Okay, uh, okay. Little store in Tiong Baru. How so. did you speak to this guy? Yes, I, I did interview him a ah, few yeah. years ago. A few right, years right, ago. Right. And I, I'll explain that in a while. Yeah? Okay. The thing is, for a long time, Kenny was seen as one of the pillars of Singapore's literary community, right? I mean, mm. he came from humble beginnings. He worked at big bookstores and mm, then opened mm, up mm. his own. And even when those big bookstores closed down one by one in Singapore, Kenny kept that little one in Tiong Baru going, huh? But this very beautiful, almost romanticized story of a man succeeding against all odds, I think was really pulverized when uh, this digital news site, Rice Media, published yep. an explosive expose mm. a couple of months ago about his past relationships with young female employees. So they interviewed his ex-wife, Renee, a former employee who was in a relationship with him for six years. It gets pretty sordid, yeah, <laughs> I have to so say. There goes respect, right? 
Yeah, and then he also did have relationships with other staff, extremely inappropriate behaviour in some cases, sexual harassment at the workplace. That's what it's being classified as. Other questionable experience that Renee told Rice Media about was that she drew no salary while they were dating. She lived in the store, hardly had any days off. So this is really bad business and HR practice, right? Mm. So following the news, Books actually did admit that its past employees perhaps did not work in a safe and professional workplace in the early years. Uh, They said that they are investing in putting welfare practices in place and have been doing so since 2019, and they'll continue to improve staff welfare and HR practices. But above all, Mm. the thing that has to be noted is that Kenny relinquished his sole ownership of Books actually and its publishing Math Paper Press and has transferred collective ownership of both entities to the team, or at least that was the statement uh, that was released. He also apologized to everyone. Now, people in the industry say that we mustn't negate the fact that books actually and Kenny did have a good impact on Singapore's literary scene. Yeah. Uh, it was a milestone in Singapore's literary journey and uh, he does still believe that it has served as an enabler of aspiration. So I mentioned Mm. that I did interview him. Many in the local and international media did. But I think we must always ask ourselves whether we should have looked harder at the man and the business. And going forward, it's a lesson we've learned. In my book, it's a story that has taught us a very important lesson. All right. I hope that story has a happy ending. And maybe sometimes you can't judge a book by its cover. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.